Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Izzy, and I'll be sharing the stories of industry leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs paving a path for future generations to come. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsor, Yellow Brick, which empowers dreamers to achieve their calling. With programs in film, performing arts, streetwear, music, sneakers, and so many more, it's truly taking their students and teaching them their passions, turning their passion into side hustle, and turning their side hustle into careers. So if you're interested, check them out at yellowbrick.co. Honesty Hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started today. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Today I have on someone from something that is going to change. I'm not going to say the industry because it can change multiple industries. Um, but he also took two L's just like I did without actually trying on sneakers this morning. I have on Garrett from Infinite. Garrett, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Izzy. Really excited to be here. And yes, I took those two L's, especially the Sakai's. That one really hurt. Yeah, so we're recording this on December 17th. Um, so you went after the 95s and the Sakai's, I'm guessing? I did, yes. Okay. So my, my Business buddy, as usual. Yeah, seriously. My buddy <laughs> in college, uh, literally, he had the, those 95s for throughout college and we always laughed i always laughed at him because for whatever i hate that colorway i, I don't know what it <laughs> I is do but too, it's just, honestly it's like okay it's not even oregon colorway it's just like what do you wear with it one and yeah. then two it's like i don't know it, it's just a weird colorway so um i told him they were he was here yesterday at my house and um I told him he, they were dropping, and he's like, as much as you clowned me, clowned me for them, now you're telling me to go and buy them. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's but cool. Funny. Um, I think, honestly, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are going to be very interested into who you are, and all right, who is this Garrett guy? Like, What does he do? Why is he on the podcast? So do you want to give an intro as to who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Yeah, so my name is Garrett Lee, and I'm a product manager for a Silicon Valley-based startup. I would also consider myself a blossoming sneakerhead and a cryptocurrency enthusiast. And as you mentioned, I'm working on a pretty innovative solution for sneakers, fashion items, other high-end products called Infinite, which I'm super excited to detail out and get into the nitty-gritty of today. That's awesome. I... Uh... I was able to get a demo of the product, and if you want a demo, um, we'll include links and everything like that at the end of this podcast, but I was able to get a demo, and it is something that can seriously change um, all the industry that Garrett mentioned, plus like, hey, when I log on to Grailed and I want to make sure I'm buying something that is real 
I can I can use this product. So do you want to get into the product a little bit, Garrett? Um, and then we can go into like really how you got started. For sure. Yeah. So Infinite is an innovative way to keep counterfeits off the market and verify authenticity, maintain ownership records for any high-end product. We're really laser focused on starting with sneakers for a few different reasons. One being how pervasive counterfeits and counterfeit issues are in the market. And really the way I think about Infinite is it's an evolution and an extension of the authenticity work that these players like StockX, GOAT, Check Check, whoever is already doing the authentication work might be doing. The problem is as soon as I get my goods from StockX, the first thing I do is I cut off the tag and I throw it in the trash. And along with me throwing that green tag into the trash is sort of the symbolic throwing away of the authenticity and ownership records associated with that product. So when people take these tags off, it destroys any information we have about that product. And if it's resold again, it needs to be verified again. And that's a pretty big problem in the industry because a lot of times, as sneakerheads know, sneakers will change hands lots of times throughout their life. Um, and, and people are very aware that this is a problem in the industry and there are a ton of solutions out there, yet it remains a huge, huge issue. So I think that's really indicating that there isn't something that's solved this in the way that it needs to be solved. So what we've come up with is something clever uh, to help resolve these issues. First of all, it has a hardware side. It takes this a little sticker NFC tag that's designed and engineered to have three really unique characteristics. First is it's discreet. It's placed inside the shoe at the roof of the toe so that nobody can see it. The user doesn't know it's there. You don't have issues with people taking them off because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just part of the shoe. It doesn't change the look or feel. It doesn't change the shoe at all. It's very discreet and can be scanned with your mobile phone from the outside of the shoe. They're also tamper-proof, so once it's placed on a fabric one time, it can't be taken off that and then moved to a different pair of shoes. So let's say this tag is stuck to a, a legit pair of Yeezys and I have a fake pair right beside it. If I try to peel it off the legit pair and move it onto the fake pair, it's structured in a way that the tag will actually break and it'll render it useless and no longer scannable so it can't be you know, replaced and put on a counterfeit good. And then the third really important property is it's durable. It's inside the shoe. So obviously if somebody decides to take their dead stock shoes and wear them, there might be a little wear and tear and it can withstand this wear and tear over the life cycle of the product so that we can maintain ownership and maintain authenticity for however long and however many hands that this product changes. And then on the software side, which is even more interesting being a tech and nerdy guy like me, <laughs> um, we use blockchain technology to issue these digital identities, these digital titles for products in a way that can't be modified, can't be tampered, and can't be hacked. So we have this very secure network of digital products that no one entity controls. It's very decentralized so that we can sort of be a base layer and plug into all these different players like the stock X's, the goats, the check checks, whoever's a trusted authority and third party verifier. And once we have this network of tagged products, which we're actively building out, uh, it enables so many features like maintaining condition information about a product, 
ownership records, reporting a good lost or stolen. If you don't, if you want to notify the network that this product is not in the right person's hands anymore, so on and so forth. So we're super excited to be taking this to market. And it's a, I think something that, as Izzy mentioned, can really start to change things in the industry. It can. And I mean, from the description that you just gave, like it hits the nail on the head. It, it solves many issues. But for someone that doesn't know, you mentioned the word blockchain. How can you even like I've asked this question to plenty of people and I still haven't got a dumbed down enough response for <laughs> my brain to realize what it is. What is it? What is blockchain? And like, how does that differentiate yourself from all the other apps? Yeah, so we, Services. our company is kind of a, a blockchain first company, actually. Uh, so this is something we're really excited to bring to market. Uh, essentially, the problem is you have all these closed databases with authenticity records, right? You have StockX who has their authenticity records, what they verified, what they think is legit. You have CheckCheck Check who has theirs. You have Goat who has theirs. You have these consignment shops. Everybody's fragmented and disparate on what they're deeming authentic, legitimate, the ownership records they maintain, so on and so forth. And moreover, those records can be changed at will by any of those parties at any point in time. You know, let's say if a malicious actor got in or, or somebody decided to hack. What blockchain does is it makes things much more decentralized and it makes things much more secure so that once something is issued and somebody says, yes, this is a legitimate product, it is on this open network where anybody has the insight to see that this product is deemed legitimate, is able to see the title of that good in a much more open fashion and is able to see who we should hold accountable for the authenticity of this product versus these closed systems that make it really hard to keep authenticity records across anybody, anywhere, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you say the company is blockchain first, and that's in multiple, it, 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 just going on the website, it seems like there's other products and services that are available. So how did this get started? Like you say it, it, it wasn't immediately like, Hey, sneakers, it, 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 we need a solution for this. It started with blockchain. So how did this all get really going for you guys? Absolutely. And just want to point out that blockchain is sort of the enabler technology behind all this. We, we, our goal is to make it really easy for users to understand like what their authenticity records are, how this app works, and they don't need to know the technical details behind all of it. It just sort of enables some of these features that we can't have otherwise. But exactly as, as you mentioned, Izzy, our company roots started in the traceability and transparency space. So we work with a lot of different brands, whether it be fashion brands, whether it be retailers, grocers, whoever, to prove the claims that they're making about their products. So when I go into the store and I buy a pair of shorts and they say this cotton was ethically sourced, the labor to put this together was moral, you know, all these, all these things that everybody's kind of labeling on their products and promoting their products with, but we find out on the backside aren't actually going on once we do some investigations. We've built the software 
to prove those things and collect all the data points necessary so that we can have full transparency and full traceability from raw materials, whether it be cotton, whether it be beef, whether it be whatever, to finish product where you have the end consumer going into the store, buying the good and being able to see every touch point that every interaction that that product had. So that's kind of our, our origin story. We use blockchain once again as an enabler technology to support all that and to create supply chain transparency and product traceability so we can prove claims. But that only takes us from raw materials, let's say, you know, the cotton and textiles to finished goods, this pair of shoes or pair of shorts or shirt or whatever it might be. And we realize there's actually a huge need to continue tracking information about this product after it's created for, for high-end products like sneakers and like luxury goods. You know, consumables you might not need to know after it's been eaten or whatever, where it went. But for, uh, for products that are deemed high-end and change hands a lot like sneakers, it's very important to have authenticity and ownership records. Going up to the point of manufacture and that initial point of sale and then not capturing any more af information after that is sort of a misstep because there's so much more to that product's life. You know, whose hands is it in? Is it still deemed authentic? Which platforms did it go through? What current status it, is, it, is it? You know, that, that impacts how much a consumer is willing to buy. If it's been, you know, if somebody cool has owned it in the past and that's a piece of that product's history, we want to know that and we want to maintain that. This is also massive in, in art and sneakers are really becoming sort of an art form where, you know, if you have a pair of sneakers that have passed through some celebrities holding or, mm -hmm. you know, wh whoever has owned this at some point in time, that's a really important piece of information for us to maintain and us to track. And we want to do that in a secure and trustless manner through some of these technologies that we have. I think what you guys are doing is is really going to like I've said it 10,000 times but really change change industries and change the way people view uh just the sale of product. So not to get away from the product too much but I I do want to hit on Garrett the individual. <laughs> All right. And you say you work it, the the brand is owned by a Silicon Valley based startup. Correct. Where are you from? What's your, uh, I'm going to say the origin story. Your, what's your origin story? And um, like, how did you, are you, are you in Silicon Valley right now? I've spent a, quite a bit of time out there, but um, right now I'm not. I, I'm actually from about as far opposite as you can get from Silicon Valley. <laughs> I, um, I was born and raised in a rural town in Indiana called Greenfield. And it's a it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's just a giant green field, not not a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> but I, I've always been attracted to sports memorabilia, always been attracted to the latest fashion and culture trends, and always been a huge nerd on the tech side of things. And really where all this started was in 2015, I invested in Bitcoin and I was really uncomfortable not knowing what I had invested in, basically, because like you said, it's not a simple concept and some of these right. things are pretty complicated. 
So I, I started to do some research and really dove down this uh, blockchain and uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency rabbit hole. And I was working at a firm called Deloitte, Deloitte Consulting, and they had some openings in their blockchain lab. And I went full-time blockchain and full-time crypto and um, haven't really looked back. And at some point in time, the company I'm with now, the traceability and transparency company, was a client of mine at Deloitte and fell in love with the mission, fell in love with the vision, you know, really trying to prove products are authentic, transparent, environmentally friendly, and going that next mile instead of just saying these things and pr actually proving these things. And they uh, offered me to come on full time and, and join them. And then, as I mentioned, this the need for these solutions has evolved over the last three years that I've been with the company um, from tracing goods from raw materials to finished product to verifying authenticity for some of these higher end items, which we're releasing Infinite for um, starting Monday, actually, December 21st. So huge crypto, crypto uh, let's say Stan. What, huge um, crypto guy, yes. <laughs> we're sitting here, as I mentioned, where it's December 17th and Bitcoin is at 23,005. Yes. <laughs> Do you think the end is, not the end, you think the, you think it's going to keep going? Or what? What's your uh, prediction on that? And this is not investment advice. Yes. If, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> if anyone is listening, thank you. From the thank government. you. <laughs> Definitely not investment advice. I do have a lot of conviction in Bitcoin's long term, um, long term position as a global reserve currency. Actually, which is a whole nother story. It will, Bitcoin over the next however many years is going to go up, down, left, right. This, this current pump we're going through, um, it could take us up, you know, 30K plus. It could turn around pretty shortly. I I'm not super concerned in the immediate term because I I've held through the last five years and I've seen it go left, right, up, down, every way. <laughs> you do have some investment banks um, like Guggenheim. They said it was going to be like 400K uh, at, at some point in time. Um, so yeah, I do have a lot of long-term conviction, but um, yeah, in, in the immediate term, it's going to go every which way. Do you, Izzy, do you have a strong opinion on it? Are you a crypto guy I as well? I do not actually I had no I still have no idea <laughs> what I'm investing in I like in the beginning of um, the pandemic I had some extra cash in, on the side and uh, my my family never really got into at least it, they didn't talk about getting into the the markets at all and I was like you know what I'm gonna download Robinhood and just try something and see I will probably lose all my money but at least I, I tried <laughs> and um I'm actually up pretty well uh, after, at this at this point. Uh, hopefully, I'm not jinxing myself, but um, invested pretty heavily into to Bitcoin when I saw like, oh damn, there's there's some there's some growth here, um, and I just let it sit, which is dope. Uh, also, this is again not investment advice, but I think I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm a uh, when you mentioned and when. Uh, the team mentioned that you guys were blockchain enthusiasts and crypto stands. And it just sounds like 
really you're leading the this is stuff that has been talked about that is is supposed to impact the future it it's been talked about for years now and we've almost gotten to the point where okay we're we're seeing some stuff happen but where do you think blockchain can have the most impact what industries all right izzy first before i answer that question i have yeah. a proposition for you okay <laughs> once bitcoin hits 100k we'll uh we'll buy you those sakais that you took an l on today oh <laughs> is wow a, is that a deal okay, yep, you can hold me to it and, and your audience can too you have me on recording saying that's that, a so. deal <laughs> um but to to address the uh, the industry impact, yeah, I I mean the way blockchain has sort of evolved over the last few years is especially in 2017 there was a ton of hype, right? And everybody was saying blockchain is going to fix everything, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of that's true and some of it's not. We had a when I was in the Deloitte blockchain lab, we had a joke. Because we would get pitched just these absurd, crazy ideas. You know, they wanted to do it for gym memberships, and they wanted to do it for like all, <laughs> all these, all these things that like we, we were trying to wrap our head around. But it, it was just playing into the hype because they saw it as this panacea that was going to fix everything. And we just joked like, "Oh, just sprinkle some blockchain on it; it'll it'll solve it." You know, and um, so we went through this giant learning phase and learning process where we're seeing what sticks and what doesn't. And I tend to believe the best use cases are the ones that are more on the the digital side of things and the ones that closely can map the physical world to the digital world. And what I mean by that is blockchain is just a data store at the end of the day, right? And it's only as good as the information you're able to put inside of it. And if that information, it's, a, it's, you know, everybody says it garbage in, garbage out. And it holds really, really true with blockchain because you can only be as certain as the information you're putting in to make conclusions and have an accuracy of what's coming out. And in the purely digital world, like Bitcoin being a, a great case uh, in terms of currency, it's 100% digital, right? It's, it's pure. There's no interaction with the physical domain and there's no, uh, there's no need to worry about any data reconciliation where something physically doesn't map up with something digitally. I think the second tier on that is where people come up with innovation, innovative solutions to map what's going on in the physical world to the digital world. And I think these use cases that we'll really see spring up are things like product authenticity, supply chain, any sort of uh, record keeping or maintenance, things like that. Uh, where you have these close links using whether it's IoT or RFID solutions or in Infinite's case, these tags to closely couple what's going on in the physical world to the digital world. So I think we're still very much in a learning curve where we're seeing what it applies to and what direction ultimately massive industries will shift towards. Uh, But yeah, at the end of the day, I think uh, it tends to apply best to industries that have a close coupling between the digital and physical or are purely digital. Hmm. So just the audience probably doesn't know this at this point. Um, but before I started my company in 2018, 
I was up for a marketing position at a logistics company. And okay. one of the um one of the the requirements for the marketing position was to send in a uh, like an article on how blockchain was going to change transportation and logistics. And I had never heard of the word blockchain before <laughs> right. in my life. So I then had to go through the YouTube rabbit hole. Um, keep in mind, I was not a good student. The audience knows this. So <laughs> I'm like half paying attention and half like, wow, this stuff is like way over my head. And I put together an article and sent it in. And they said, wow, you seem very knowledgeable. And I was like, what are you talking about here? <laughs> I was so like, I was like, I, really, them, like yeah. I, I tried to, I tried to do something. Um, I was just trying to get the job. And um, now looking back at that article, I'm like, okay, there could be uh, a ton of good that in, maybe I, knew, I did know what I was talking about, but I am really excited for what the future holds. So speaking of the future, infinite as a product where do you guys see this growing like how do you see this growing and um at the end of that answer can you can you allude to the audience as to how they can get involved absolutely yeah so initially we're growing in two different ways the first is we're working with partners who are these sort of trusted authenticators trusted verifiers somebody with a reputation in the space to verify an item and then put it on the infinite network. This could be, um, you know, some of these secondary marketplaces that verify goods. This could also be a consignment shop. This could be a collector with a, a reputation. So working with partners from a physical standpoint to grow the solution. And we we're very intentional about being an open standard so we can play nicely with anybody regardless of what their current operations are or what their current situation is. Because we, we really want to be the base layer of keeping authentication records. We're not, you know, we don't have the credentials and we don't have the name and we don't have the experience to tell you a, a replica from a, a legitimate sneaker, but we do have the tech and the infrastructure to support somebody who does. Uh, mm -hmm. So we work with on, we work with on the partner end, um, and and we're rapidly onboarding new items there. And then what's even more exciting is where we're going on the individual verification end. So and this this alludes to your other question on how people can get involved because we're partnering with two different digital verifiers. One is Check Check, um, and we're we're working with their legit app, the latest iteration on their app. And the other is legit grails. And as you know, the way they work is somebody snaps photos of their shoes, they upload them, uh, legit grails or whoever says, yes, these are real or no, these are fake. If they're real, that company provides them an authentication code. And what users can now do is they can take that authentication code, bring it to our mobile application, enter the code and get a tag shipped straight to their door to chip their product at no cost to them initially. This is sort of our, our launch campaign. So this is happening starting December 21st. We have the waitlist live up and running at getinfinite.io where users can actively get involved and uh, start to join and get access to the app. We're going to give 100 people access per week starting Monday 
And with that access, not only do you get free tags shipped to your door to try chipping your items, but there's also some giveaways, including the J Balvin ones that came out, uh, the Easy Breads that were just recently re re released, some Off-White 4s, and some other goodies there. Just by getting access to the app, you have a free opportunity to enter to win some of those raffles. So um, yeah, the, I would say Get Infinite is the best place to start. And then um, yeah, we'll, you just join the waitlist, uh, share to get a higher position on the waitlist. And once you have access, you get free tags and free entries. I love that. I love that. And in regards to um, the community, do you guys see in the future, like you said, you're not you're not the people doing the authenticating or anything like that. But do you see like present uh, you guys being a big presence in? Uh, these like sneaker cons or anything like that where you guys are more out into the community or does infinite want to kind of take a back back seat and just be solely that tech behind everything i think there's a huge social and huge community play we're just now coming out of stealth mode so we opened up the wait list like five days ago already have about 1500 people which blew my mind um, but yeah, so there's obviously a demand for something like this. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a huge social play and there's a huge community play and we really need to, uh, we really need to focus on becoming an acceptable and known brand and supporting these other partners at the same time. So obviously we want to be the enabler of tech, but we want to thread the needle on having a bit of both where we're also known to to uh, support. We can also work with um, custom stores, custom sneaker artists, other players like that to help support and get our name out as well. But I think the, the social aspect is, is huge. And the ultimate goal and the ultimate direction we're going is working with brands at the original point of manufacture. Uh, because that's how you get as airtight as possible, right? These these chips help quite a bit, <laughs> and they alleviate a lot of the pain points that currently exist with StockX green tags and, and other things like those solutions. But once we can get into the manufacturing level and we're embedding the chip directly in the product is really the key to long-term success and airtight security. So Garrett, what... Like if somebody wanted to get involved with Infinite from more of a, a career's perspective, what advice would you give to them um, into getting noticed? Um, like I have a bunch of students that listen to this podcast, the students that are just trying to get into the industry, um, whether that, that is from the tech side or the marketing side or the design side, what advice would you give to people just trying to break in? Yeah, well, uh, shameless plug here. We are looking, <laughs> which this could be a great role for one of the students that listen. Uh, we are looking for a marketing specialist for Infinite. So somebody who understands the fashion, sneaker market, things like that, but also is tech savvy and tech minded. So we have, I mean, initially, first thing that comes to mind is we have positions open right off the bat where we're, where we're more than happy to talk to anybody. Um, feel free to reach out to me directly or contact us through the Get Infinite uh, process. 
or sorry, getinfinite.io website. And we're also looking to expand in more regional areas from an ambassador perspective. Once again, we would look at these individuals to be both interested in the tech side of things and the sneaker, fashion, streetwear, luxury, good side of things. But we're more than happy to have uh, discussions with any of your audience about how they can get involved from an ambassador perspective as well. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I ask everybody this question towards the end of each episode. Um, and I want you to answer this from two perspectives. Okay. From a Garrett perspective, you as the individual from Greenfield, Indiana. Um, and then it was Greenfield, correct? Uh, you got it, yeah. All right, cool. Um, so Greenfield, Indiana. And then the other perspective is from the in- infinite, infinite side. Okay. So the question is, what when it's all said and done, what impact do you want to leave on the world? That is a great question. <laughs> um, so, from a, I'll start with the company perspective because we have a we have a pretty well defined mission on the infinite side of things. Um, that is to keep products as transparent, sustainable, and authentic as humanly possible both with products that are still being manufactured and created now and items that are already in the existence. I think um, when you start to look at the consumption patterns that we have, the fast fashion, the sort of treatment of everything as temporary and disposable, we can do a lot better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage and push everybody from a company perspective to to provide tech solutions that help us get there, make it fun, uh, make it easy, make it affordable, and, and sort of hit that trifecta so that it's not this cumbersome process you have to go through to support this cause, but to the point where it's the norm and it's the standard and everybody is on the same page and we're moving towards this more uh, sustainable and environmentally friendly future. I think that's a that's that's a huge point. I love that. Um, the I, I mean, really, like I said, when I moved to this company from Deloitte, one of the huge drivers for me was in alignment with this mission. Um, I was working, you know, for all these giant Fortune five hundred companies, and the pay was nice. And the, you know, you, you had happy hours that were larger than your paycheck and like <laughs> all, all these like bougie things that seemed nice, but didn't really resonate with me as an individual. And when I had the opportunity to join this gritty startup where you could viscerally and tangibly feel the impact that you were having on products, that you were having on companies, that you were having on brands, that's why I left. So I, I also think that in large strokes that what I'm trying to achieve from a professional perspective is very much aligned with what I'm trying to achieve from a person, personal standpoint. I love that. Where can, uh, where can people find out more about Garrett, the individual? Where can people follow your journey or anything like that? Yeah, I um, Twitter... Instagram are probably the best two going glee uh, going underscore glee is my handle on all social media. Um, Garrett Lee, the whole team calls me glee here. Um, is how I got the name. 
Nice. Um, but yeah, and that's that's. People... Oh, go ahead. No, I. Uh, where can people find out more on and follow along online with Infinite the product? Infinite is get g e t underscore infinite, and you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, basically any any social handle that you can think of. Uh, Infinite has a presence. Awesome. Well, Garrett, I appreciate you jumping on the Strange on Purpose podcast. I think we have um, definitely a future episode in order. I would love to see where the product stands a year from now. And when Bitcoin hits a hundred thousand. Oh yeah, and then I can uh, hold <laughs> a you couple follow up. Yeah, a couple portion. follow up. But no, that sounds <laughs> great. I really enjoyed being on Izzy, and I uh, would love to have a follow up sometime. Yo, thanks for listening to today's episode. Again, I want to thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. And if you haven't already, please review the podcast. It helps me a ton. Subscribe or follow us on Instagram at Strange on Purpose.